1: This is the Employment Law Show. Alrighty, welcome. It is uh, Junior Friday, Thursday evening. That means it's time for, uh, yeah, Employment Law Show right here. And you want to call in, join the show. Get on air with us, talk, ask your questions, solve some mysteries. For Sometimes employment law is one big mystery to everybody. That's why we've been doing this show for so long, for you to get the opportunity to educate yourself and have a clear mind. Email Lior, it's help at employmentlawyer.ca and a website constructed just for you to use anytime, freely, anonymously, that would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots of time to get your calls in here on a Thursday evening. Our uh, topic for the day will be: When is a resignation not really a resignation? We'll cover that off shortly. But it's always uh, the case of the day, pal. What do you got going on?
2: Hey, Johnny. Always great to be here to be talking about employment law, and it's it's been certainly a, a busy few weeks for me. This is kind of the time of year where, uh, in my office at least, things slowed down a bit as we. Ease towards the end of the year, but at least so far it hasn't happened yet. Uh, and you know what I've been seeing is actually a lot of individuals that were hired over the last year when kind of there was a hiring craze uh, and, mm-hmm. and are being let go now. And these individuals are short service employees and they're not offered proper severance because there's this misconception, right, that short service employees don't get proper severance and, and, and they're all. A lot of severance. We have employees that are owed four, five, six months of severance, even though they work for less than a year and they're offered two weeks. So, if that applies to you, if you have a situation where you're being let go, maybe you're a short service employee or long service employee, a good place to start is right now with us on this show. Call, ask what you're owed, ask if what your employer is doing is legal. I can tell you, give you that information, or whatever else, other issue you may have pertaining to your job, job security, the way you are treated the new rules or policies that your boss is implementing, whether they could do that, whether they cannot, what that all means, you can ask right now. And, of course, the second option, just as important, is you can always call me at the office to have a chat privately or email privately. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But let's talk specifically about a case that I dealt with today. So yesterday, John, if you remember, on the show – we were talking with a couple of callers about temp agencies and someone working for a company through a temp mm-hmm. agency. Well, someone that actually listened to the show yesterday called me today. And here's what, uh, here's what his situation was he had been working for right around nine months for uh, a company in the, in the office, uh, regularly, go in there, your standard 37.5 hours a week type of a job. And uh, he wasn't on the company's benefit, but full-time employment. He was let go now. Kind of, I've been saying that a lot of companies letting people go, and really? wasn't paid any severance. Company says, "Well, you're a temp employee. You're not really even our employee. We hired you through a temp agency, so we don't owe you anything. Off you go." So he thought that was perfectly fine and made sense to him. Except he heard our show yesterday, so he called <laughs> to me today, and nice. he wanted to know what this all means. So. I was saying this on the radio yesterday. He's not a temp, quote-unquote, employee. He's a regular employee. He's had a job for nine months. He goes to work, does his job, goes home, comes back the next day, does the same thing, does it five days a week, has been doing it for nine months. He's a regular employee. In fact, he's a full-time employee, which means he has the rights of a full-time employee. And, yes, he's owed severance. Right around three months' severance is what he's owed. I see this... Often, a company thinks that they can somehow avoid having an employee by just hiring them through a temp agency. No. Yes. A temp is someone that kind of comes and goes. You need something done. You know, I, I need something cleaned. I need a truck uh, uh, loaded. I call a temp person. They come. They do this for a day or two. Then Off they go. That is a temp. If you have someone that's working for you full time for months, that is an employee. And it doesn't matter what you call them. It doesn't matter who actually writes the check for them. They're your employee, which means not only of course do you owe them uh, severance if you let them go, you owe them vacation pay, you owe yes. them overtime pay, holiday pay because not paying that would be illegal so i 'm going to help this guy. I spoke with him today i 'm going to get him that severance he's also owed vacation pay that he never got, so all that's going to come to him, but an important reminder for for someone out there for all our listeners that if you look like an employee and you act like an employee, you are an employee. Regardless of what someone else says, you are.
1: And by the way, to uh, to cure all of your employment law ills, you want to uh, reach out to or outside the uh, the half hour of the show every weeknight. How do you do that? One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. But all right, when a resignation is not really a resignation, we'll get into this. This sometimes confuses people and they jump the gun on this one and we'll get into that a little later. But so what is a real resignation, Lior? And how does one get severance if he resigns? Doesn't seem to make sense, right?
2: That's right. So Let's let's be clear on this because this is something that I see very often. Employers, employees get this wrong. They confuse this topic. So I want to clarify. A resignation can only happen, a true, a real resignation it can only happen if it, the employee chooses to do it themselves. They do it voluntarily. They do it unilaterally. They don't do it because they have to. They don't do it because someone told them they must. They don't do it because they've been threatened. So if you're Choosing, you know, I don't want to work here anymore. I've put in my time. I want to go somewhere else. I want to retire. I want to go to a different job. And you do that of your own volition. That is absolutely fine. That is a resignation. You've resigned and no problem. In a real resignation situation like this, you don't get severance, right? Because you've made the decision you don't want to work for a company. So severance doesn't have to get paid. Uh, So that is what a real resignation is, where things get more... Uh, tricky and muddy and gray is situations where someone says, well, I don't want to resign. Mm -hmm. But I guess I have to. So that's what we want to focus on, because those, John, those are
1: not real resignations. And those are coming up, and the phone calls as well. We'll get Paul on the air very shortly. Thursday night edition of the Employment Law Show continues. Hang on.
0: You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.
2: Welcome back to the Employment Law Show.
1: We are right back at it. Thank you for uh, for joining us top priority. Always, every show has been our phone calls. Joseph, you are the guy. Hi, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well, how are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Go ahead. Good. I just got a quick question, actually, uh, for my wife. I was wondering, with this new
3: job market and, uh, you know, ultra-competitive out there, and salaries seem to be rising, uh, my wife's in a situation where she uh, uh, will be managing and, uh, a person and been with the company three or four years, uh, but the salary expectations, I guess, have, have gotten a lot higher, and this new person would be coming in either at par or even higher than uh, than she would be as her manager, just, uh, you know, the kind of excuses that are given is, you know, this is the job market these days, and this is what we need to attract new talent. But nobody has actually spoken to her about adjusting her salary, if that's the case. And I was wondering if there's, you know, any delusion any to that.
2: So from a legal standpoint, a company is not required to adjust someone's salary or or create a fair situation where the manager is making more than the person under them so from a legal standpoint the company's not doing anything wrong but there's a an hr issue here or a practical issue because if if your wife is not happy for the exact same reason that uh you know there's a hot job market she could potentially go somewhere else and make more money and i think if they understand that it makes sense for them to do something for her or they risk losing her, they're going to be very eager to do it. So I think the key here is not, there's no, you know, law that I can point you to, to say, well, as per this law, you have to pay me more money. But I think having a discussion and realizing that, you know, I I want to be committed to this place, but if you're not going to pay me fairly, I I got to do what I got to do. She has that discussion. I think that things can certainly move uh, in
3: her favor. Yeah, that's, that's exactly I thought, you know what, what the standpoint would be. just wanted to double-check if there was something to, to fall back on as well, but that's exactly the conversation that we'll be at. I appreciate your time. Perfect. Thank you for that. Thank
1: you. Uh, thank you, Joseph. Appreciate your time. And if you have to uh, carry on with that conversation with Lior and a member's team, uh, you're going to go to one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred is the uh, perfect way to do that. George, you're up next, pal. How are you? Good, good. I'll
2: try to make it quick. Uh, no worries. I'll just give you the... The uh, info, I'm, I'm 60 uh, this year, and I know they'll be offering packages, and I think my name might be on it in early December. I've been a management position with no staff, a technical job. I've been with it for 22 years, so it's uh, technical in a telco business. So they're offering 18. Do you think I should be getting something more than the 18 months, uh, being 60 and 22 years uh, on the payroll? Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you should be somewhere anywhere from 22 to 24 months. You know, probably more, you know, 22. So there, there's at least three, four months there that you should be getting. It's not a terrible offer. I, I'd, I'd be a complete liar if I told you, oh, my God, that's horrible. It's not. But is it everything that you should be getting? No. The other thing that, of course, to, to keep in mind, so the number of months, that's one thing, of course. The other thing is you want to make sure that your package includes all the components of your compensation. So obviously we know about right. salary. but Benefits pension contribution if there's bonuses those have to be included if there's something else i don't know a car allowance is an example that would have to be included so even if like i said normally you get some sort of a bonus that has to be accounted for so to watch out for that and if you need any help to make sure that you get everything you're owed happy to, to do that myself and my team but yeah there's certainly a few more months there that need to be uh, addressed
4: that's a good point because they've only been
2: offering your base salary, and I usually get twenty percent bonus every year for the last twenty wow. years. So that should well, run. there you go. Now, of course, twenty percent is huge, right? It's one thing if you know you you, you get a little Christmas gift, five hundred bucks every year. You know, you maybe you take it or leave it, but if it's twenty percent of your salary, dude, Man. that's a lot of yeah. money. So uh, definitely, uh, that 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 alone makes it a completely inappropriate package. Even before I heard anything about the number of months. So, no, that's to okay. me, that's not even close uh, there, George. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks, George. I
1: know you're going to reach out to one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 5900 Any trouble navigating that, just give Lior uh, a call. Hi, Amir. Thank you so much for hanging on. How can we help you? Hi. I had a
3: question about um, when you're on disability and you're returning to work, you've got a return mm-hmm. to work plan, does the employer have a right to fire you? Well,
2: the only time they could fire you is if it has absolutely nothing to do with disability. So if legitimate, there's no job, there's nothing there for you, or, or they're, they're you know letting go everyone in the department, then sure. But they can't yeah. let you go because they don't want to accommodate you. They can't let you go as, because you took off uh, on a disability leave. That would be a human rights violation. But if it's completely unrelated, if you would have lost your job either way, even if you hadn't taken it, then sure, that's okay, as long as 7th is paid. So w- what is happening specifically for you?
3: Uh, if I'm going back to work, I'm just so worried about if uh, the company doesn't want uh, want me back at the, uh, the company I work for. So I'm just seeing: is there a time period? Like, is there a month, two months, three months? Um, is there a time period for the disability? Or is there, like, you know, until the doctors say you're 100%,
2: So you can stay off as long as the doctor says you need to be off, whether it's a month or a year or longer. So once your doctor says you're able to come back to work, you can go back to work, and you don't have to worry about timelines. Now, you may be able to, at some point uh, in speaking to your doctor, to go back on some sort of a modified basis. You may not necessarily be 100%, but the doctor says, you know what, with some accommodation, you can go back to work. And if the doctor says that and puts that in writing, your company has to do whatever it can to accommodate you, to make that happen. And if they refuse to do that, that's illegal. Again, that's a human rights violation. They can't refuse. So uh, it it all starts with the doctor. So if you have your doctor's support, either to say that you can't work at all, we'll see you in however many months, or that you can work with accommodation, then that puts the obligation on your employer. And if your employer doesn't play ball they don't cooperate they don't bring you back they let you go you call yeah. me right away of course because that's illegal
3: okay so if you're if you were do um if you work a package with them like modified and they let you go that's a human rights violation
2: yeah yeah if they don't want to accommodate you and they, they just yeah. let you go yeah absolutely that's a human rights violation uh and not only would you be owed severance because we know that but there's other additional damages potentially because of the human rights violation
3: Okay, and then, when you're on that, uh, my next question is, um, when you're on that, how long, like, does it go for, like, when you return to work? Like, you know, if you're on six months modified, they can't fire you if you're following the doctors?
2: That's right. They can't can't fire you because they don't want to accommodate you. They can fire you if something happens and they shut down the department and they fire everyone in the department. Yeah, of course they can fire you in that situation. But they can't okay. say, you know what, we've had, we, we've had enough accommodating you, we don't want to, so we're just going to fire you. That they mm-hmm. cannot yeah. do. That's a human rights violation.
3: Okay. Okay. That's what I want to know. And then uh, until you're 100% again, then you're back on the regular, say, the regular work.
2: Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And, again, if your employer doesn't do what they're supposed to or you have any concerns, I want you to call me right away.
1: Amir, thank you so much. to get uh, Paul, we're going to try you again. How are you, pal?
0: I'm uh, very well. This time I have the string tight enough for the cans.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Much cleaner. Good job. What's <laughs> going on?
0: Hey, so here, uh, here's what happened, all right? Um, uh, Monday, I had to leave work early, take my mother-in-law to the hospital and spent the whole night in the hospital and my company was aware of it. So I had been up for 24 hours, took the Tuesday off and uh, was uh, they contacted me, wanted to know if I was going to be back for the, the Wednesday and I said yes. And... I, um, I'm just going to give you a little bit of a medical background for me. I suffer from depression and anxiety. I have sleep apnea and I'm a diabetic and I'm in my fifties. Okay. So here's what happened is that when I showed up on Wednesday, um, I'm getting written up because I was a half hour late and, uh, next thing you know, I'm off today. They let you go today? No, they didn't let me go. I just didn't get a call to come into work.
2: Okay, so I guess you don't have regular schedule, I guess, is what you're saying.
0: Well, yeah, like I could start one day at 5 a.m., the next day at 4 in the afternoon, or, you know, like back and forth, up and down. Right. Always and always a call the night before. And so this and, is the first time this has happened. It's like um, you, you, they get upset with you, and you don't get a call to come into work the next day. It's like you're being punished, but they're not telling you that they're suspending you for a day.
2: So, and you expect to be back to work
0: tomorrow? Oh, yeah. I got a call to go back tomorrow because uh, I've been punished today for being late yesterday. The the reality
2: here is that what
0: what they're doing is
2: not legal. Okay, let's be very clear. The problem is not that. That's easy to say that it's not legal. The problem Mm -hmm. is a practical one because you're still working there. You're going to go to work tomorrow. For you to do something about their illegality, you have to take legal action either through, through, you know, myself, a lawyer, or through the Ministry of Labor. And my sense is, you tell me if I'm wrong, you're probably not going to want to do that while you're working there. So it may be one of those situations where, as a practical matter, not as a legal matter, you don't want to
0: do anything about it. Uh, well, here's you know, you, here's you, the yeah. thing with, the, sorry to cut you off, but with this stuff, no so if, they, if they come up and say, listen, you know what, um, can you work Saturday? No, um, I've got a wedding Saturday. Well, right. next thing you know, you have a day off the next week. Or no, so I, I hear it. I, I hear you. I hear it. Work no, a no. Week, and then if you're hitting the overtime, then you have a day off the next week. Listen, I, I, I
2: get it, and, and which is why I'm saying it's not something that they're allowed to do. They can't punish you this way and cost you money, and, you know, cause, cause you to suffer unpaid wages or, or lose wages, I should say. But... It's a question, you know, are you going to pursue a constructive dismissal case against them? Are you going to file a complaint for reprisal against them with the Ministry of Labor? If you want to do that, happy to connect with you and help you do that. But you have to decide do you want to do that and, and you know, go into work on Monday and say, boss, hey, boss, uh, how do you like that legal action I filed against you? If you mm-hmm. want to do that, by all means. Uh, but so that's, that's the issue that you have to think about.
0: So if I go into work tomorrow, I could still call you. And then if we get the ball rolling, because I know then within a uh, half a day, I'd be called in the office, like, what the heck's going on here? Right? Like, this has been going on all summer. All summer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if you happy to connect with you uh, off air, John here will give you the contact information and happy to have that chat for sure.
1: Paul, here is that number to get down if you want to further uh, that conversation. one 821 5900 Again, one 821 Let's work on down to, uh, to Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Thanks for standing by for a few minutes there. How are you?
4: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Great. What's your question?
4: Okay. Here's a Solomon question. A friend of mine was working for a company that filed for an assignment of bankruptcy on Wednesday. Now, he's been there for several years, so he's not going to get a severance and hope that probably not his vacation pay. But he's got in possession tools of the company. Can he hold this in lieu of that?
2: No. Absolutely not. No, that, that would actually be uh, illegal. It could potentially even be a criminal situation if, he, if he's not returning their property. It could be considered theft. So, no, he cannot do that, unfortunately.
4: Even uh, and, and, guys, and
2: you're right. It is, a, it is bad news if, in fact, in formal bankruptcy proceedings that he's not going to get his severance. And you know, he'll get his unpaid wages if there's unpaid wages, but he won't get any severance or very, very, very little. But, no, he cannot hold on to the tools.
4: Even if the tools are unencumbered?
2: Even so, it's 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 part of the assets of the company which legally are required to be part of the bankruptcy proceeding. So so uh, no, they they can he he cannot do that at all. But it, it would be
4: yeah. Isn't there a debt to him for the you know the severance and so forth? I mean, can and can't he say I'm setting it off against that?
2: No, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Completely illegal. He'd be in breach of several statutes if he does that. And potentially it'd be a criminal matter as well. So no, he cannot do that at all. And definitely, if, he, if you talk to him, say, don't even think about doing that. that. That could cause him all kinds of problems that he doesn't need. Trust me.
4: And what if he did a court action to fight for that severance and put the... the school- in, in the That's the whole point with
2: bankruptcy. Bankruptcy, you, you can't take legal action against the company. They're, they're protected by those proceedings. You can never sue them. You cannot a- take legal no, action against
4: them. holding an asset that you could actually, uh, ask, you know, you can uh, no. realize upon.
2: No, unfortunately, you cannot. It, unless, you, unless you have a security interest in that asset, in other words, you, know, you, you have a registered security interest, then you cannot hold on to even Even then, you can't. You still have to go through the bankruptcy process. He absolutely cannot do that no
4: so possession is not not nine-tenths of the law <laughs> in this in this case it's not even one-tenth know. unfortunately he has got, he's got to return it okay i thought you'd say that
1: thanks Stephen. appreciate the call that's interesting too you mentioned about bankruptcy creditor protection so yeah i mean in that case you've often mentioned or that uh blood from a stone if you were hoping to get severance you're going to be last in line and there's generally nothing left for last in line is there
2: so I want to make it very clear here. There's a huge difference between a company being in bankruptcy proceedings mm-hmm. or a company shutting its doors. Those are right. very, very, very different things. Shutting its doors means they decided not to operate. Yes, severance has to be paid. Everything has to be paid. The company has assets, etc. no problem. If a company is in formal bankruptcy proceedings, that's very, very different. Then, as you said, unfortunately, there's nothing that you can do. You're not going to get paid, and that's very, very bad news for employees.
1: So those tools, in effect, are, are of the ownership of the company. They would use those if there's any monetary value, but that monetary value would go towards creditors, not towards paying exactly. severance, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. why you have
2: to return them because it's part of the assets of the bankrupt, of the company that's bankrupt. Right. So the creditors have an interest. So the creditors could potentially sue this guy if he doesn't return them. Uh, so so he could be sued and again it could also be considered theft if he doesn't own them so very bad idea to do that
1: no crescent wrench for you put it back it's not yours you got to return it look we got a ton of phone calls tonight we really appreciate it guys we're going to be back here on the weekend as well Uh, questions of all sorts. We love that. Reaching out to Lior and his team now, if you have more, don't uh, think that you have to wait. You can make that phone call 1-855-821-5900 is how you do that. The email address is help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for all other matters, a lot of the stuff that we talked about tonight can be answered actually at this website before you make the phone call. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That will also give you access to the severance calculator. Does exactly that, right? Calculate your severance in about 30 seconds and over 2 million people people have tried it with much successful. Have at her at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll be back here in the weekend with another edition of the Employment Law Show. Thanks for sticking around. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise
0: identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.